You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to the Record Podcast, the voice of the Archdiocese of Perth. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the first in our series of Caritas Australia podcasts, coinciding with the season of Lent and the rollout of Project Compassion 2020. The first person we speak to is Sister Jo Brady, RSJ, the head of Mission Caritas Australia, the international and development aid agency of the Catholic Church in Australia. The vision of Caritas, to end poverty, promote justice and uphold dignity, complements her Josephite charism and... As an educator with many years' experience in secondary and tertiary education, and having spent time in East Timor setting up a secondary teacher's college with the Jesuits, Sister Jo draws on both her education and missionary experience in her role at Caritas. The record was fortunate enough to catch up with Sister Jo at the start of Lent, as she begins her whirlwind tour of Australia as one of the official spokespeople for Project Compassion 2020. My actual mission really is to ensure that we remain focused on our mission yep. and to really maintain the Catholic identity of Caritas. So I, I do that by you know, ensuring that everyone who works for us understands what our mission is. So I mm-hmm. run staff induction sessions for staff. Um, I give, occasionally give retreats, um, mm-hmm. retreat days or half days to the various teams working within Caritas. That mm-hmm. happens several times a year. Uh, I check uh, uh, documentation too uh, to make sure that that what we're sending out is in line with what we believe, you know, as Catholics, so that yeah. we're kind of theologically correct. So that mm-hmm. we, yeah. So it, it almost sounds to me like a formation, formation well, course that you're running in a sense. Well, it is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Faith formation, and we are looking. Uh, my my aim is to actually develop um, a specific program that we can have our managers do that will mm-hmm. provide them with more, you know, more information um, and deepen their understanding of what, you know, Catholic social teachings about and its implication for their own lives. Yeah. So that's, you know, in process at the moment. So that's one of my goals. Wonderful. Um, recently, I was fortunate enough to go back to Timor in November to work with our Australian oh, must have enjoyed that. Oh. I was wonderful. Well, it coincided with my students graduating, the first group. Oh. So I felt a bit like a rock star. I've got to say, you'd be like so, coming back and hear so, all my... Oh, yes, I was so pleased to see me. That was just lovely. Oh, fantastic. Um, but I think uh, the reason I was there was to do, you know, formation with our staff, Caritas staff. So we have about, we had about, I think, about 35 staff there, all mm. Timorese, the managers, Timorese, and they're doing just such a fantastic job there. You know, and to hear them speak about what they're wanting for their own people. So they're running, you know, several, many programs there. Um, One of them is um, the Safe House program. They've got uh, three safe houses in, um, I think, Bukhava, Keki and um, Manafahu or something, I think. And something, several hundred women have been assisted in when they remove themselves from domestic violence situations. Uh And... I was uh, saying in the cathedral when I was, um, you know, speaking there that one of our posters has Martina, who was the face of Carrot, the Project Compassion in 2008. And um, when our head of international programs went there a fortnight ago, um, she had a photo of the whole group, all the women who'd been helped, a lot of them came back just to say, you know, this is how their lives had improved since they'd become involved with the safe house. Yep. And Martina was one of them. Now, she was the mother of eight children who fled a terrible situation. And three years on, um, 
she's uh, had the skills to be able to develop her own sort of weaving business and was able to support the eight children and uh, her eldest girl is now doing an economics degree at university. My oh, goodness. You know, and she said that... What a turnaround. Yes, and she had been um, ostracised from her family because she'd left, you know, the marriage situation mm -hmm. and ostracised from her own family but also from, you know, obviously the husband's the husband family. family yes. But um, the coordinator for that area was telling me that now since times past, she's been sort of um, reincorporated back into the family because okay. she has so much self-esteem now and is, you know, self-supporting. These programs don't cost a lot, yeah. really, but, you know, their impact is amazing. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's a wonderful story. Mm, mm. So that's replicated, you know, I've got the figures. I think it's, you know, is it 500 or something different women, you know, and their families have been assisted. Through that program. Through those, yeah, that yeah. program there. And, and it is run by the Timorese themselves. It's not, you know, Australians coming in and saying yeah. you have to do this and this, but yeah. it's through um, the support that, you know, our office gives the um, so it's Caritas a, It's a Australia. partnership, basically, partnership. that allows them to yes. facilitate their, their own... So, you know. so I think because at the moment uh, now we don't just give handouts... You know, it's a matter of, of allowing the people to be part of the, you know, to be their own architects for their future mm. and what they see their needs are. Mm. So it's, mm. it's far too easy, you know, for someone like Australia to come and say, you need to do this, this and this. But, you know, the locals must be, you involved. know, involved in the decision. And driving that. And driving, because it's got to continue beyond our involvement. Yeah, ownership know? and empowerment. And yes. the, the two going together that yeah. way so that they can actually go, you know, this is yes. our program. That's yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I suppose now, sister, the link into the going further together and why do you think you might have been selected as somebody who'd be a great spokesperson for this? Um, I think um, we, we were looking at um, making people aware during this period of Lent mm -hmm. that we are in solidarity with people worldwide mm -hmm. and so as part of that, that anything that we can do to assist them, you know, is going to be, you know, be better for for their lives, mm -hmm. but also to make us more aware of looking beyond ourselves, you know, to really take up, you know, what Jesus calls us to do, you know, to mm. love our neighbour. Yeah. Well, I mean, even, you know, more importantly and more challenging to, um, to you know, even love our enemies, but to make us much, <laughs> much broader, to see, yes. you know, the whole world as one, that yeah. we have got uh, an obligation to assist those who are uh, less well endowed in terms of, you know, the gifts. So Just like, by being in another country, maybe. Just yeah, not having that yeah. natural resources or yeah, that, just, that sense of government. That... Yes, or uh, continued disasters. You know, I think, I forget how many, I think it's something like 20 cyclones a year that um, the Philippines experiences. Yeah. And, you know, that the instability, um, you know, of a lot of the countries around the world. So what I hope is that by saying going further together, that we, you know, have should have a commitment as Christians, mm. you know, to, to those less privileged around the world. And it will make us better people to look outside ourselves because we have a great sense of entitlement here, I think, in Australia. I know I found that, you know... I was going to say, how would you compare the classroom from East Timor going back into an Australian I know, classroom? I know, you know, huge difference. You know, almost yeah. sometimes with students you'd think that they thought that by paying fees that they had gained their degree. And it was, the, you know, their entitlement. It was just so different, um, mm. you know, in Timor.
you know, they were just, there was so much gratitude, the fact that they could actually, you know, get into higher education, that they actually even managed to finish, mm. you know, secondary mm. school, because the majority of them don't. Don't have the opportunity to do so. Don't sorry. have the opportunity to do it, no. Now, how do you think as well that plays out in terms of the actual student's um, participation? Um, I know we have a lot of trouble over here as well with Australian students sometimes getting them engaged. I, yeah. I don't imagine you'd have the same problem in Timor. No. Well, the fascinating thing I found there was that not only do they come in to study, but they do all the cleaning and they do all the gardening. You know, wow. but they'd be out in the garden. Like, yep. I have lots of religious, so their sisters would be out in their habits. There'd be lots of digging and planting oh, wow. going on. Yep. And they'd be cutting grass with shears, you know, like. My goodness. No, yep. no motomoas. But yeah, there's that sort of pride in having um, a building that could uh, provide education. Yep. And um, but they would just clean everything, you know, everything wow. was swept and. And it was dusty. They were always sweeping. It was so dust. But um, yeah, so their engagement was, it was from, well, from the moment they arrived, just say at eight o'clock through till four o'clock, that they were there the whole time. Mm-hmm. That they didn't mm-hmm. leave the premises. Wow. Yeah. And were either just, thinking about what their work or yeah. thinking about the actual, the operation or yes. thinking about what they could do to, yes. to make the place a better place. One uh, funny thing was at the end of the year, my first year of, they were very excited because we were going to have a picnic. Mm-hmm. You see, so there's great excitement about this picnic and they're all planning for it. And I was driving a group of them off to the beach yeah. and um, they're saying to me, and so so did you do this a lot with Australian students? <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, no, we didn't tend to have picnics. I said, yeah. I said so what did they do? I said, oh, um, they might have had balls. I didn't like to talk about pub crawls. Or anything else like that, no. They wouldn't have understood it. No, no, no. no. It's just so funny. I mean, even just going back to the parishes being completely full with everybody yes. coming in, and then we're oh yes, we'd love to see that here in Australia. I was I was laughing. My first experience, I was at um, staying. We had a, a convent. I remember being there with Sister Nola. It was Ash Wednesday, and she said to me, um, "Well, mass tomorrow is seven o'clock. She says normally it's six thirty, mm-hmm. but she said I think we should be there by six twenty. It was just over the road, the church." So it's six twenty. She said, "I said if we're not there, we're not going to get a seat." I said, "Really?" She gets. So we go over, and at six twenty, the church is crowded. Mass wasn't till seven. It was hot. Wow. And you know, um, we had I think it was fifteen people um, distributing communion, and the communion lasted, I think it was almost twenty minutes. Wow. That's to say nothing of the distribution of ashes. Yeah. The, they overflowed onto the road. There were police on the road stopping the traffic. So that, because there were just masses and masses of people. I have not seen anything like it. My no. goodness. And so how did you find your faith coming back from an experience like that? Well, I realised, um, I found it, it was a different church, yep. you know, and um, I had to, I think it was Sister Nola was very helpful, and she said, look, just look at it this way. We're dealing with a 1950s church yep. here. It made me realise the importance, I guess, of... Um, the traditions that we once had, like huge processions, yeah, um, and I, you know, took part in them, and um, it was just a totally different experience. Like walking miles and thinking, I hope I'm not going to get dehydrated, you know, from, from doing this procession. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we said, I don't wow. know how many rosaries we said, you know, walking from one church, you know, to another, but they yeah. were all there, and all ages were there, you know, yeah. adolescents, they're all there, mm-hmm. yeah. And I suppose really that goes, they are going further together, aren't they? They They're are going really, further together, yeah. They've got that sense of 
community, that yes. sense of Catholic identity there, yes. which is so important. Yeah. And I suppose that leads nicely to, to going further together, um, the call for Australians and the call for Australian Catholics to be able to, to go further together with people across overseas yes. and to help those people out. Um, what would you say would be the core of your message for Australians and how do you think you're going to try to communicate that sense of togetherness and need and how we can stand in solidarity with our brothers and sisters overseas? Um, I think it is uh, for us to be, you know, grateful for what we've been gifted with, you know, mm -hmm. in terms of our own lives and through, you know, the acknowledgement of the gifts that we've been given that then we look out outwards towards what can we do um, for those who are overseas in impoverished circumstances mm. as well. I mean, we're mindful of the terrible bushfires and floods we've had, and we've seen the great generosity of Australians, and that's wonderful. But we've still got to consider what's happening overseas because those disasters overseas and the situations therein are going to continue year on and year yeah year on year, you know, mm. it won't cease. Yeah. So that would be my message, that, that this Lent, um, to seriously look at what we can do as individuals to make ourselves better, you know, in terms of our faith commitment, mm -hmm. by looking at maybe simple things of what we can do without or what we can contribute to, to mm. make the world a better place. Not just so we feel good about ourselves, but knowing that we're actually making, mm. are making the world better because you know, our $5 has gone to help a program overseas that's really empowering people, you know, who are really, you know, struggling, who may not even have uh, one meal a day. Mm. 